Hello and welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill, his and name is... My name is Dakota Dune and I have Orange Frankenstein. Welcome back and I don't my know if I... Orange Frankenstein. Did I say it already? This is episode 92. No. Alright, well it is. Uh, we're here today on probably one of the last... Uh, play nice... a game about me! One of the last nice days of fall. Except that. Uh, where it's except that, warm outside and we thought we could do something outside or we could stay inside and record a podcast. So that's what we're doing. Inside. Yes, I think we made the right call. Yeah. All right. How's everybody been? Good. This is our Halloween episode. Uh, this dro- episode is dropping uh, a couple of days before Halloween. What are you going to be for Halloween, Henry? Darth Vader. You be Darth Vader. You still need to order that from Amazon. I know we still need to get that. This episode sponsored by Amazon. Oh man, I wish. And Orange Frankenstein. Yes, we have a figure in the podcast studio today that looks sort of like. It looks like Frankenstein. Except he's orange. Yeah. So he is helping Henry out. Henry is manning the controls at the uh, the uh, a military computer. base. The what? Military base. You're not at a military base. Yes, we are. Uh, no, we're really not. At a military base watching military people fight, fight Frankensteins and then they die. Wow. Um, well, that's way more exciting because than recording. Because Frankenstein punches their face off. It's way more exciting than recording a podcast, but eh. we'll try to make this as entertaining as possible. Okay. All right. Not a whole lot of news this week. Anybody else watching Dirk Gently on BBC America? What now? Uh, you're not watching it because it's really violent and there's lots of bad words and stuff. But I've been watching it. Uh, so far, I've only seen one episode. So it looked Doctor Who. Yeah, it's kind of a weird sci-fi show. Time travel and other dimensions and uh, lots and lots of violence. And there's like Doctor Who. Yeah, kind of, in a way. Season one was kind of weird. Season two looks like it's going to be even weirder. I'm kind of digging it, though. So if you're not checking it out, do that. Based, of course, on the series of books by Douglas Adams. I think the series only ended up being two books. Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency and The Long Dark Tea Time of the Soul. Um, Douglas Adams, of course, more famous for The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Dirk Gently, the novel, was a reworking of the plot of a Doctor Who story that he wrote called Shada that never got finished because of a strike at the BBC. Hi-ya! That sound you're hearing is little orange Frankenstein kicking me. So, you know, just all sort of fits into my Venn diagram of things that I like. Doctor Who, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Dirk Gently, Atari games. It's all one big cluster. That is me. All right, what else is going on? November is National Podcasting Month. We're coming up on November here pretty soon. What is that, you ask? Well, if you're a writer, you've probably heard of uh, National... Novel Writing Month, where the goal is to start and finish writing an entire novel in one month. Same idea for National Podcasting Month. Basically, the goal is to do a podcast every single day for the 30 days of November. Um, There's 30 days in November? Uh, yes, there is. Wow. So I guess that's kind of fun. Uh, I don't know what I would talk about for 30 days straight, so I won't be doing this. Uh, I already have a production schedule for the podcast uh, that works just fine for me. But if any of you guys are doing it, uh, let me know. And I will check it out and certainly mention it on the show. Are you doing National Podcasting Month, Henry? I don't have 
have a podcasting set. Oh, yeah, good point. I don't have a computer. All right, so me and Henry are out. Wait, could I podcast stuff on my tablet? I don't know. I think you'd need some different apps and things. Okay, get a... Okay, we have to pay for it. Yeah, it's all about money, dude. Uh, we have enough money in the bank. We'll talk about it later. Okay. All right, so let's get on to this week's game. This week's game is... Frankenstein! Dr. Frankenstein... Frankenstein. You're putting me on. No, it's pronounced Frankenstein. Do you also say Froderick? No, Frederick. Well, why isn't it Froderick Frankenstein? It isn't, it's Frederick Frankenstein. I see. You must be Igor. No, it's pronounced Igor. But they told me it was Igor. Well, they were wrong then, weren't they? Uh, you were sent by Herr Falkstein, weren't you? Yes. My grandfather used to work for your grandfather. (laughs) How nice. Of course, the rates have gone up. Of course. Of course. I'm sure we'll get along splendidly. Well, more specifically, it's Frankenstein's monster from Data Age, 1983. What? Is there anything different? No, see, people get it wrong all the time. Frankenstein. Frankenstein is the name of the scientist. No, it's Dr. Frankenstein. Well, yes, Dr. Victor Frankenstein. Frankenstein. But lots of people call the monster Frankenstein. The monster's name is Nashley Frankenstein. I know. Wait, right. Dr. Victor Frankenstein real? No, it's just a story. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Good. I hate to ruin it for you, but yeah, it's, it's not going to be a Frankenstein invasion. Like it. And no, it's not going to be a a Frankenstein apocalypse. Nope, no, no Frank apocalypse for us. So how do you play Frankenstein's monster? Frankenstein. Well, let's um, see. you basically use the controls and to move your guy around, and then you try not to die. <laughs> wow, why did I need to get this manual for? I could have just asked you, because uh, that was a very good summary of what you're supposed to do, Henry. Right. Uh, yeah. Why don't we go into a little bit more detail? I did. Um, ooh, there's a little story here, Henry. In the cold, dark night, you make your way through the ghoulish castle of and Dr. Then you Frankenstein. Frankenstein. And then you Frankenstein punches your head off. Dude, you're kind of ruining the mood of my little story here, okay, man. Okay, the person, the person who's walking in the cold, whatever, dark night punches Frankenstein's head off. Uh, let me read my story, man. Okay. In the cold, dark night, you make your way through the ghoulish castle of Dr. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. And Frankenstein. It's not Frankenstein. All right. Does it look anything like Frankenstein? There, you must prevent him from completing his creation. Your only chance is to gather stones from the dungeon. Yeah, but you lose. You don't. And bring them to the tower where you must build a barricade around Frankenstein's monster before he has accumulated enough energy to come alive. To succeed, you, you will have to move a, fast. You just wait till there's a storm and do what Benjamin Franklin did. All right, so brief interlude to talk about what Benjamin Franklin did. What did Benjamin Franklin do, he Henry? He invented electricity, but, uh, but he, used, he used a kite. He did it during a storm. He used a kite. He used a, piece, a, a, a lot of metal. Um, he put that, that key, on right? top of the metal kite. He, no, he put the, a lot of metal. He put a strip of metal on, on 
the top of a kite, uh-huh. and then he flew, and then he put a tied a key to the kite, and then he tied a a, a wire to the string, and then he attached the wire to a special box made for electricity, and when and the kite was so high with the piece of metal on it that the lightning hit it and the electricity went down. The kite hit the key, stopped at the key, and went down the key and down down to the wire and into the box. Wow! Because if you didn't have that, because if you didn't have that piece that piece of metal metal on the top, then he would electrocute himself. Wow. Part of the energy would go to the special box made for electricity, and the other part of the electricity would come to him and electrocute him, and then they go, and then they die. Wow. So was Benjamin Franklin like a superhero or something? No! All right. He was the person who invented electricity. Wow. And then there Wait. was another person that made the light bulb, so you have... So you would have some some way to have the light and to, to put the electricity in to make the light. Because well, if you didn't have the light bulb, you wouldn't have anywhere to put the to put the electricity. You would just have electricity in your house, and you and it would electrocute you, and you and you go like that, then you would die. Well, yeah, then you'd have all these buckets of electricity sitting around. You gotta use them. You wouldn't have any any light. All right. Well, if you're not well, be- you could electrocute yourself. It it depends on how much electricity you put in that box. Well, if you're not Benjamin Franklin, then to succeed in this game, you're gonna have to move fast, avoid poisonous spiders, vampire bats, and terrifying ghosts. Complete the job, and the village will be saved forever. You can play this. You're playing it with the joystick. You can play one players or two players. And when you're playing two players, you're taking turns. You're not playing at the same time. It's fun and complicated. The player must collect stones from the dungeons of Dr. Frankenstein's castle and bring them to the tower, where he must construct the barrier around Frankenstein's monster. Frankenstein's monster is a grotesque creature that is slowly being energized. Once completely energized, he will come alive and direct his fury on the helpless villagers. The power probe is the device that absorbs energy released by an electrical storm and distributes it to Frankenstein's monster. Wait, what? That thing above Frankenstein? That's the power probe that's... No, there's only one. There has to be two connected to a table, and you have to have something that that puts electricity in there, and then the electricity goes to the top, so it goes to the thing that a point of thing is like, and then electricity shoots out and thing, and then Frankenstein goes like, <laughs> well, you just and have- then once he has enough electricity, he'll come alive, and then it goes, <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to be Frankenstein for Halloween? No. All right. So, ghoulish creatures to avoid. You've got the ghost. Uh, whether real or mere illusion, these characters are equally terrifying. Contract, no, contact not. one of them, and you'll become mesmerized for a short time. If I meet a spider that's huge, I'll just get... No, that's the ghost. I, no, if I meet a spider that's huge, I'll just We haven't I'll talked about go, the spider yet. I, okay, then. Talk, we're talking about the spider. There's two different kinds. There's the giant tarantula. A giant tarantula. If these, I meet one of those, I'll just go smack! These creatures crawl freely through the castle. Okay, so Avoid them or their venom will temporarily immobilize you. And then you also have the spider. Or in other words, paralyze you. 
The dungeons of the castle are infested with these crafty pests, the spiders. Without warning, they'll drop upon you from the cracks in the stone ceiling. And then you'll get paralyzed. They seem determined to drive you into the deadly pool of acid. Bat. Lurking what in the dark corners are scores of bloodthirsty vampire bats who will swarm you as you make your final assault on Frankenstein's monster. So that's what you were flying through. Yep. And you don't want to get, and you don't want to fall through the trap door. Level A is for advanced players. Level B is for uh, beginners. Beginners, yes. Um, What's that for? Twenty-seven. It doesn't appear. There is. There aren't. Uh, What's level C? There's no C. There's difficult. Those are difficulty levels A and B. One's easy. One's hard. Um, well, yeah, to start the game, to press the reset switch, press the red control button uh, on your joystick controller to start the gameplay. Lightning will periodically flash across the screen toward the power probe, which in turn will start to energize the monster. As the monster energizes the energy, what? As the monster absorbs this energy, he will slowly turn a green color. When he's completely green, he will come alive and break away from the castle. Oh no! Yeah. Your objective is to prevent this from happening by constructing he's gonna a wall. Kill that's why you got to build the wall around Frankenstein. No, that's why I got to punch him. If your difficulty switch is set for beginners, you will have eight and a half minutes to finish the wall. In the advanced level, you only eight have five and a half. minutes. Use your joystick to make your way to the lower level of the castle. Pick up the stone, shown at the lower right hand what corner of your screen. What if it takes you ten hours to build the wall? That's too long. Frankenstein will get you before that. Frankenstein. The monster will get you before that. What if that. I punch him? You can't punch him in this game, Henry. That's not a choice. What if? Oh. Avoid falling through trap doors. Or Contacting Wait, the ghosts and spiders. Can't you hit him with the stone that you have? They will lower your. Nope, you can't. Uh, these will lower your score and slow you down. You can either avoid them or use your fire control button to jump over them. Note, you cannot jump over the ghost. What? Once you have retrieved the stone, you can write an angry letter to Data Age, Henry. Wait, what now? That's who made the game. That's the company that made the game. If you're oh. mad about the ghost, you can write them a letter. Once you have retrieved the stone, you must make your way back to the top of the castle. To climb up through a trap door, press the red control uh, fire button while holding the joystick in the forward position. No, you just, you just have to pull the joystick back. That's to go down go the trap door. That's to go down. This is if you want to go up. Oh! When you reach the top of the castle, you must make your way behind the green colored wall. At this point, scene two will appear and you will be swarmed by vampire bats. Continue to swarm toward the monster. At each side of the monster, there will be a small footing where you must place your stone. If you succeed, the screen will change back to scene one, which will show the beginning of a wall on both sides of the monster. To finish the wall, you must repeat the above process six times. Six? Each time will be more difficult. If you fall into the pool of acid, you will lose one turn. If in single-player mode, the game will automatically move on to your next turn. This timer does not stop. If there are two players, the game will automatically shift to player two's turn, at which time his timer will start. When a player loses three turns, the game will be over. For them, if you're playing two players. In this game, you start with 500 points. Each time you run into a ghost or a spider, you lose 20 points. Each time you contact a bat, you will lose 10 points. Falling through a trap door costs you 100 points. If you're unfortunate enough to fall into the pool of acid, you lose 200 points. <gasps> and one of your three lives. <gasps> For each stone you place around the monster, you get a bonus of 500 points. You should points. have 27 Finally, if you finish lives. the job before your time runs out, you will get a bonus of 100 points for each unit of time saved. It takes 30 units of time to energize the monster. You should have 9 lives. Want to know some strategy, like Henry? The primary objective, objective of the game is to beat the timer in it and enclose the monster. A secondary objective is to complete the primary objective with the highest possible score. 
If you are beginning to run out of time, you can take shortcuts by jumping through the trapdoors to the platform floating on the acid. This will cost you 100 points, but it saves time. When jumping over the pool of acid, watch closely for the spiders. They will give you about a one second warning before they drop into your path. It is best to make your jump immediately after the spider has completed its descent. Remember, this game gets more difficult with each stone you collect. Move as quickly as possible to save the time you need later when you face additional trapdoors, even larger tarantulas, and movable platforms floating on the pool of acid. Be prepared for even more surprises as you get closer to completing the barrier. Why would you purposely kill yourself, Henry? I don't know, because you want to purposely kill yourself! You can't win the game that way. Okay, so maybe you don't want to win the game. All right. Could but happen. If, but if we don't win, Henry, if we don't try to win, then but the Frankenstein... he won't kill us. Frankenstein's monster, the game, of course, is based on Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Uh, the game was released by third-party developer Data Age in 1983. Is there a it, record? Huh? Is there a record? A record? You mean like for best score? Mm-hmm. There probably is, but I'm not sure what it is. Somebody out there who tracks this stuff better than I do probably knows what the record high score for Frankenstein's monster is. So if Text you know... Him. If you know, let me know. Or call him. Uh, well, I just asked, so whoever that is out there that knows that will uh, send me an email or something. I want to know. Me. I will tell you as soon as I find out. Okay. All right, so you're that. You do not want to disappoint my kid. Because then you're going to get it. This game was one of less than a dozen Atari 2600 games released by Data Age and is listed in the Atari Age Rarity Guide as the most rare. The AV Club have cited the game as one of the highlights of the platform. About Tech praised the use of familiar elements from Pitfall, as well as the funny interpretation it, of the Frankenstein novel. It is kind of like Pitfall. Yeah, it feels but, like Pitfall to me. But, I mean, you slide down, you slide down passages, but pit, in Pitfall, the strings going down from path, from the passages, hidden passages mm-hmm. are longer, and these ones are shorter. Or don't, like, climb down up thing. HonestGamers.com wrote that thanks to its simple structure, swift pace, and impressive implementation of a natural ending, that Frankenstein's Monster is a stellar entry into Atari 2600's library. Unfortunately, it's not a well-known title, though it deserves to be. It's unlike other obscure Atari 2600 titles in that it's actually worth playing for fans of the console. Thanks to the progressive increase in constraints, our hero will rue the day he stepped into Castle Frankenstein. Atari 2600 fans, on the other hand, will delight in it. Here we finally have a 2600 title that doesn't rely solely on increased speed to drive its challenge factor, nor does it amp up the difficulty to ridiculous heights within a single stage, but does so progressively. It's refreshing, too, because the game refrains from breaking your face immediately, like other members of the 2600 library, thereby allowing you to play longer and spend more time honing your skills. It's also one of the few titles that has an actual ending without sacrificing the arcade feel. How did you learn about Frankenstein? Frankenstein. Harry, not the game, but the character, Frankenstein. I don't know. I searched it up on my Chromebook. You did? Hmm? Really? Huh? That's cool. Okay. Why? Because we had Chromebook free time. When I saw with you. Okay. At the, end of the game, at the end of the day. What did you find out about Frankenstein? I don't know. Alright. Some things about him. So, Frankenstein's monster, the man, right? Man? Yes. Let's say man. Yeah, he's a man. He has appeared in literature, in film, in cartoons, and he's even been a tasty breakfast cereal. Frankenberry's 
trouble is coming your way. How about a monster for breakfast today? Let's want a hanky Frankie. Thanks. And how about some wonderful Frankenberry cereal with oodles and oodles of strawberry-flavored marshmallows. And Frankenberry is part of this good, nutritious breakfast. Here comes Carl Jocula. Wish you could stay. How about a monster for breakfast today? It's yummy. Does it have marshmallows? Yeah. I don't like it. You like marshmallows. When you get cereal with marshmallows in it, all you eat are the marshmallows. Wait, do, wait did you say they do? They do, yes. Oh, I thought you said they didn't. No, they do. I don't like Count it. Count Chocula is good, too. What? Count Chocula is good, too. It's kind of like chocolate. Cornflakes with marshmallows in it. Count Chocula what? Count Chocula. Oh, like Jackula. Yeah, exactly. And then there's also Frankenberry, which is, you know, like Frankenstein. So, the novel Frankenstein, Frankenstein, otherwise known as the modern Prometheus, was written by Mary Shelley, who lived from 1797 to 1851, and it tells the story of Victor Frankenstein, a young scientist who creates a grotesque but sapient creature in an unorthodox scientific experiment. Mary Shelley started writing the book when she was 18 years old, and the first edition of the novel was published anonymously in London in 1818 when she was 20. Her name first appeared on the second edition, published in France in 1823. Wait, did whoever she was writing the book about actually make Frankenstein? No, it's just a story. Oh. So, Mary Shelley and her... Mary Shelley is dead. Future husband, Percy Shelley, yeah, she died a long time ago. Or dead. Lord Byron and John Polidori had a competition, just they were all friends, and they had a competition, so to you see could write... To see make the best book about Frankenstein. Well, they wanted to see who could write the best horror story. So Mary I thought about... I a story about someone who took the computer and smashed it through their head, and then they were still alive, and then they cut off their head, and then they were still alive, and then they came to attack everybody and kill everybody to make... to make, and, and use everybody's lab computers like yours that I'm watching right now to and smash it through the heads and to and they and the person has the power to keep them to keep them alive still. Well, and, mainly because she lived like 250 years ago and they didn't have wait, computers. When when did she write the book? She wrote the book in 1818. So, so, yeah, about almost 200 exactly 200 years. 200 years ago. What? 201 years. It's, it, we're right, now it's year. right now it's 199 years. It'll be 200 years next year in no, it's 2018. Not. It's 2017 now, right? She no, wrote the so book in 1818. Yeah, so 200 years would be 18. It would be wait. 2018. That's next year. No, 18, 200 years... Ago would be, would be 1870. Or, right. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. been 199 years right now. It's almost 200 years. She's been dead 199. She's years. been a long time. Dead She's a long a time. Ghost. Yes. You have to have. You have to be dead for a certain amount of time to be a ghost. So Mary Shelley and her friends were having this contest to see if you could write the best horror story. And she won. And she had a dream about a scientist who created life and was horrified by what she, what he had made, and that dream became the story of the book. And she won. Uh, well, I don't actually know who won the little contest, but everybody remembers her book, and nobody remembers that I know of a horror story from these other guys, so I guess she must have won. 
Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Is gothic. If another, not because if one of the other people in the, in the, because if one of the other people in the competition won, then we would, wouldn't know as much of, as much about the person that we're learning about now, as much as the person who won. So. Frankenstein uh, is a gothic novel, has elements of the romantic movement in it, and is an early example of science fiction. It's been both well-received and disregarded since science its anonymous publication in 1918. And what? science fiction is part science and part fiction. Yes. So that means there's some things that are true about science and some things that are not true about science. Some reviewers at the time called it very bold or work of genius. Others thought it was, uh, quote, a tissue of horrible, disgusting absurdity. Critical reception of Frankenstein has been largely positive since the mid-20th century. Major critics have praised the aesthetic and moral relevance of the novel, but others have called it terrible due to technical and narrative defects, such as featuring three narrators that speak in the same way. In more recent years, it has become a popular subject for psychoanalytic and feminist criticism, and the novel today is generally considered to be a landmark work of romantic and gothic literature as well as science fiction, and a, an awesome reason to make a video game. Yeah. So, let's get back to talking we about the video game. A vi- we should make a video game about you can pick a person, you can pick either you're going to fight, fight in the war from with the southern people or with the northern people, and once you pick your your um, side, you you can pick your person, and you can customize your person with all these sorts of weapons and stuff, and you could name your person, and you could use a controller, controller to fight, to, like, shoot. I would, if I had that game, my person would have a machete and a machine gun. Wow. I don't know what any of that has to do with Frankenstein, but I'm pretty sure your mom's not going to let you do that. So... Let's get on to this week's game. I can do it when I go up and learn how to make a video game. Okay. After the break, does Dr. Frankenstein... Frankenstein. ...own the monster... Survive. Or does oh. the monster... Survive. Or does the monster eat him up? After the break, does Dr. Frankenstein own the monster, or does the monster own Frankenstein? Discuss. Frankenstein. Transylvania in Castle Frankenstein. Are you scared? No. What were you telling me about, because uh, you know all about Frankenstein. You were telling me something before. Um, sometimes, well, he can take off his own limbs by himself, but sometimes, like, you know the wolf in Hotel Transylvania? In Hotel Transylvania? The, the wolf? wolf? Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, um, he, um, he sometimes, um, wait, no, not, well, sometimes everybody does that, but well, sometimes everybody purposely takes off Frankenstein's limbs, but it doesn't hurt him because he's used to it, so, because he's, and he's a monster, and he sometimes, well, they just fall off. So people are mean to Frankenstein a lot? Well, he's okay with it. 
Oh, okay. So he won't mind if I mess with him in this game? Well, he'll get mad at you. Okay. Well, it is Halloween, and I guess it's not Halloween unless Frankenstein is mad at you. So let's play the game and see what happens. I don't, I don't think he cares. Alright. On that note, let's play. What do you think this, how do you think this game looks, Henry? It's complicated. It is. It is. That's what I kind of like about this game. So there's a lot going on. I like complicated um, stuff. We got ghosts, we got spiders, we got bugs, of acid. Uh, and the mission isn't just running from those things. You actually have to collect the stones and build that wall around Frankenstein. So there's a lot going on. I kind of like that. The color scheme's kind of funky. I don't get why there's a green wall. Sorry. Frankenstein is green. I guess I'll catch up. Um, but I don't get... Well, okay. Never mind. I guess you answered it. Whoa. Now I'm in the valley of the bats. Kind of like uh, Batman's Batcave or something. Help me, Batman. Boom. Dropped my stone. Off again. Watch out for the spider. The game no, Gameplay reminds me a lot of Pitfall. Just in a bad time. Lots of There's running. The water. Yep. Instead of jumping on the heads of the alligators, you gotta jump on those little platforms. Well, you first have to jump on, you first have to jump on, on what looks like a, like a, like a, um, you first have to jump on oh, like something that, that looks something like a stone. Yeah. Like a stone, like a tree. Bird. Shimmy when he goes down the uh, trap. It's kind of cute. Go shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. It's kind of cute. Oh, you got me. So yeah, was... and it's the first spider got you. Can't move. And so didn't decide to play this game because the spider. Yeah, I don't actually like the spider. I think I have something. What? Frankenstein just stomped on me and made monster mash out of your dad. So I Oopsie! Oh, Frankenstein's gonna get it. He better come in. His whole body's gonna crack open or can't get camera come off. On that note, back to you in the studio. So here's the thing about Frankenstein's monster. Do we like this game, Henry? Yeah. Uh why do we like it? Because we get the brutal wall and I get the brutal wall without getting in trouble. <laughs> And I get to press buttons. <coughs> and I get to move stuff and press buttons. Well, moving stuff and pressing buttons is fun. I like yeah. that the game kind of feels a little bit like Pitfall. I like, um, I like most about the game that I... Uh, the, the thing that I like most about the game is that I get to press buttons. <laughs> you are a good button presser, Henry. Mm -hmm. I can spend all day pressing the, pressing the button to, to about to, to just push push Sophie's news. <laughs>
I would do that. This game is cool because it looks kind of cool and there's a lot going on in the game with the acid and, and you the, get the press button and the jumping and the pressing buttons and you got all the different creatures to get away from and yeah then you have a specific goal to finish the game uh, I'm gonna say something that's totally off topic I'm not we, surprised at all alright let's we, go we can record stuff something for for, for 307 hours and 22 minutes yeah we're not gonna try and do that though it's it the world record! Because I would probably have to pee before that time was up, so. I wouldn't. Alright, camel. I'm gonna set the world record. No, I'm gonna try I'm trying to set the world record of the most keychains put on of the most keychains put on a necklace. Okay. I'm gonna try to put I have like fifteen or twenty keychains already and I'm and I ha and I'm gonna have to put Three million wait, and I'm gonna have to put one thousand two hundred more. Alright, well while you're doing that, I'm gonna tell my story of what I think is really going on in this game. You can either talk about what I'm trying to set a record of or that. Mary Shelley might have written uh, the original Frankenstein okay, novel. That. Frankenstein. But I think I may have the the real story of, of kinda of what's happening here. No you don't. You don't have the real story. Oh, but she I do. She has the real story. Oh, she I think I do. Story. I think I do. No, you don't. All right. Well, on that note, I'll give it a shot. Okay. Welcome back to Castle Catastrophe Corrections. Here on the Triple C, we take the creepiest castles in the village with the ang angriest peasants and turn them into works of art. Yeah, you do. Even the most plague-riddled, lead-poisoned, scurvy-bent, syphilitic advancing hordes would be proud to storm. You we're, spelled that word wrong. We're at the castle of Dr. Victor Frankenstein. Frankenstein. What are you looking for in this remodel, Doctor? Well, I feel like I'm just not using this space efficiently. The exhumed body parts and the rotting corpses I use in my work have taken over the hole downstairs. You don't talk like that. Not literally, of course. You don't I'm, talk I'm like... I'm talking like the character. You talk like... This. Hey, I have my interpretation of the character. You have your interpretation of the character. But yours is bad. Ouch. Better. Fine. I'll try and muddle through as best I can. Like this. He's not a snake. You just go on with your stuff. <laughs> May I? Yeah. Thanks, buddy. And I'll still remember in like 27 years how bad you are with that voice. Anyway, Dr. Frankenstein's Frankenstein says, Well... I feel like I'm just not using this space efficiently. The exhumed body parts and rotting corpses I use in my work have well, taken over the hole downstairs. He should clean up his, his, um, whatever he lives in. Not literally, of course. The undead uprising was quelled weeks ago. And poor Igor doesn't even have his own room. He just sleeps on a urine-soaked cot in my rooftop laboratory under Wait. the lightning rod and rising table. The cot is, is soaked with urine? Yeah, it's kind of gross, isn't it? Why? Because it sounded gross, I thought that would be cool for a creepy Halloween story. Hey! Igor shots from the it's corner. Probably the mountain. Incontinence is nothing to be ashamed of. Also, a new backsplash in the kitchen would be great, the doctor says. Just saying. Well, he had to get the money because he spent all his money in that big mansion he lives in. Well, don't worry. In just a few short days, we'll turn this looming hulk of despair and dated tile into a showplace you'll be proud to hoist your flag over. Are you just talking like Mickey Mouse? I haven't a life, Mickey Mouse. You got a problem with that, mister? Uh, I don't know. Our initial plan was to start in the dungeons. Some new curtains, fresh paint. We even managed to scrape away enough of the blood and sweat to reveal some pristine 
chip lap underneath. Yeah, he only did that to like two floors. He has like 57 other floors to clean up. Unfortunately, the giant tarantula was not as excited as we were for this renovation. As we scurried out of there, a low moaning from one dark corner was kind of spooky. Well, yeah, because you have to hurry up before the tarantula tears down the house. But we didn't stick around to find out what it was, so that was disappointing. The large stones we picked they up did. on our way back upstairs was pretty, though. The stones were pretty, though. Throw it at the building and, and see how much stones I would have to throw at it in order for it to not, to not get down. The large stones we picked up on the way back upstairs were pretty, though. We made a little more progress on the main floor. Just beating centuries of dust out of the tapestries did wonders for the main sitting room. The ghost that haunts the castle had an amazing eye for color. Her couch fabric swatch picking is mesmerizing. The earth tones really brought out what warmth there was in this cold, austere castle. We lit a nice fire in the fireplace to cap off the elegance, but the shrieking echoing off the walls sort of killed the mood. It might be an acoustical anomaly that will be fixed when we knock out the wall with all the shelves of jarred brains. This will improve the sight lines through the main floor of the house. Dr. Frankenstein says he's done with the brains anyway, now that his creation is complete. Whatever that means. On the next level, we stop to take a rest. The stones we kept finding were heavy. We didn't know yet what to do with them, but they were too gorgeous to let go. We also took a moment to mourn our carpenter, Fred. Sadly, we'd lost him somewhere on the first level. He should have worn his acid-resistant flannel shirt. He did make a darn fine bookshelf that's actually a door to a secret passage before he went, though. So that was nice. Why does he have an acid-resistant shirt? And why do you call him Fred? The character's name is Fred. Does the book let the person... Well, she has been dead for 199 years. Name that person Fred? <laughs> no, it's just a character I made up. You should have called that person George. No, you should have called that person George Mitz. George Mick, why are you doing this? Alright, someday if you're my book editor, you can tell me about character names. For, r- for right now, character character's name is Fred. I, I, I would find a lot of characters named Lap that I won't like. On this I mean, level, we decided on a lovely spider patterned wallpaper in the master bedroom, but the spiders came to life and tried to kill us. Installing the barbecue pit by the deadly pool of acid will have to wait. By the time we get to the top level, the bag of stones is really heavy, now that we've lost our carpenter Angelina to the wallpaper spiders. Why would, why would you put... A barbecue, whatever, whatever they said, barbecue near pool asses, acid. I mean, that's just dumb. <laughs> Cause if you knock it over, then our sausages are gonna go bye bye. Cause they're gonna be sick and dead. Cause you have to get them from a pig. The tool belt weighed Angelina down so much that she couldn't scramble through the trap door fast enough. How heavy was the tool belt? Heavy enough, I guess. Without a carpenter, then, customary, custom cabinetry is out. Dr. Frankenstein really wants a new lab configuration for his power probe experiments. And we quickly realized that the gorgeous rocks we found downstairs will look great in that lab. A stone chamber with the green walls as an accent wall will be just the thing to say, my probe is so powerful well, and also when, huge. Where's the part where they start fighting? Since the probe is huge, the pedestal is more like a big box, an old-time phone booth, really. When, when's the part, can you get to the part where they're fighting and Frankenstein kills them all and Frankenstein kills Patience, them Grasshopper. The lighting in here is terrible, but whenever we try to light our torches, the anguished cry of a tortured soul sets our teeth on edge. 
that's okay. We're just stacking rocks. How much do we really need to see? You need to see where you're stacking it. So I'm stacking on an angry spider. The nutty aroma from the casks of Amontillado around the room, which doubles as a rooftop wine cellar, is itself intoxicating. And the good doctor is kind enough to pour goblets of the fine sherry as we build brick walls uh, for the pedestal. Our progress was impeded a little, uh, though, as we got kind of drunk. That's how we roll here on Triple C. Also, stones started falling off the top of the pedestal. At first, they just sort of slid off. We'd put one up, and off it would go. But then they started hopping off, and that quickly escalated to stones whipping past our heads and denting the green wall. The repairs it's Frankenstein! Frankenstein. The repairs to the wall will mean that we'll have to cut from the budget the new skull sconces we were going to put around the castle. At least I say it would ruin the budget. But the truth is, we're never setting foot on the elegant new laminate flooring of Frankenstein's castle again. And here's why. The pedestal blasted apart. Stone shrapnel everywhere as the power probe blasted its last bit of energy into the great monster that now stood before us. One fist smashed in the skull of our cameraman as a massive boot took out the camera. That's why there's no footage of this episode of Castle Catastrophes, or whatever I said the show was called. In his other hand, the monster hold, held a goblet of Amontillado without spilling a drop. Bad boy, Frank. Down, Dr. Frankenstein said. Frankenstein. He's not usually like this. He's probably just excited. Igor quickly collected the remains of the cameraman for later use. We applaud recycling here on Triple C. Why would you use the remains of a dead cameraman? All right, well, here's the moment where I explain what Frankenstein actually is. Frankenstein is a guy made out of body parts from a bunch of other dead people. And Why is he doing Frankenstein used the lightning to uh, turn his brain back on, basically, so he'd be alive again. So if someone dies and you want the person that dies to come back to life, you just put him on a table that's lightning-proof and you zap him with lightning. Well, that's what you do if you live in a, a science fiction story, yes. We said our goodbyes and beat a hasty retreat from Frankenstein's castle. So. We did some good work there and only lost a couple of crew members. So join us next week as we take on the challenge of sprucing up the drab gray cell of somebody named, uh, let's see, where's that sheet? That's, oh, that's yeah. Victor Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Hannibal Lecter. You had that upside the, down. The info sheet says he loves to cook and eat people. Hmm. That's probably a typo. Should be fun. Hi, Addis. I'm the president of the world. I'm here to rescue people and generally establish happiness all over the place. The doctor, Dr. Funkenstein. Yes, we know who you are. And that's our show. My thanks to Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com for Creative Commons' use of his songs, Reformat, Take a Chance, in Pinball Spring. Thanks also to my co-host, Henry. Good of you to sit in on the show again today instead of going outside and getting that fresh air. I appreciate it, man. We don't need fresh air. Fresh air is overrated. Mm-hmm. You can find Atari Bytes on many podcatchers, but you know that by now. So, but whatever podcatcher you choose, also make sure that you grab your pitchforks and storm iTunes Castle to leave a review on iTunes as well because that's how other people find the show. What does that have to do with pitchforks? It's just a joke, Henry. Oh. Then cobble together some body parts and reanimate some new friends. Then you can tell them to listen to the show. But what if you, or something goes terribly wrong and you electrocute yourself? Um, as long as you've told some friends to listen to the show first. Yeah, you've done Ooh, your can, job. Can I say what we're going to do next? 
Uh, what the a, podcast gonna, is going to be next? In a minute. Okay. You can also support the show financially at our Atari uh, Bytes Patreon page, which you should consider doing. There are costs for the podcast host. And, Wait, can uh, they buy merchandise? So they can, as a matter of fact, Henry. Nice setup. Do they get nice the money setup. to you? You can pick up Atari Bytes merchandise. There's great shirts and mugs and you stickers. You should open an Atari Bytes gift shop. I have one. It's called, it's the Atari Bytes store on Zazzle.com. Capital A, capital B, underscore pod, underscore store. Or just type in Atari Bytes, and you'll get to all that cool stuff that I just said that you can get uh, to, and proceeds from that. You didn't say anything that you can get from it. I did, but you weren't listening. I said you could get mugs and shirts and stickers and... What's a CB pod tote? Uh, what? A Henry's C- reading over my shoulder. What are you looking at? A CB pod totes. Where? I think new CB pod totes. Oh, yeah. He's looking at a note that I wrote to myself. There's some new items in the store. Ooh, what's um, There are uh, new uh, shirts that say, I aspire to live in a carnival-like atmosphere of glee, which doesn't really have anything to do with anything other than I think it's a cool but phrase. But And there are tote bags with that on it, and tote bags uh, for my and shirts and mugs. Oh, any candy. For my other show, it's a podcast, Charlie Brown. Any and no, candy? there's no candy. But the tote bags, you could use, you could fill them with candy if you wanted to. But you have to provide the candy yourself. Wait. You should you should put gum in your... You should put candy in your... No. You should put cakes, the same cake in your gift shop with all the other stuff. That's, that has a picture of you behind me. And I'm going... And you're going... Uh, and you're going... And there's, there's a talking bubble, and in that talking bubble, it says a toy bite, and that's what you are saying, and what I'm saying is nothing. I'm just standing there. All and right. you should make it out of chocolate. Can I go on now? Yeah. All right. Our website is ataribytes.lipson.com. That's a lot of typing. You can email the show at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com. But if you don't want to type... Um, then you can like our Atari Bytes Facebook page. You can follow the show on Twitter at Atari Bytes or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. What if you don't know how to um, follow you because you're not because you don't know where you are? Uh, then you can figure it out, or you can email me and I can tell you what to do. And don't forget to check out my other show. It's a podcast, Charlie Brown, for all your animated penis gang needs. We also talked about the books. We talked about the comic strip. But you have books. Anything in the Peanuts universe is fair game for It's a Podcast, Charlie you have Brown. books? There are Peanuts books, yes. Oh. New episodes. a lot of them. New episodes drop on the 15th of every month. Next time on Atari Bites. We play fast food! Fast food for those of you whose ears drums, eardrums burst when Henry said that. So, until next time. Go play some more games. They miss you! They miss you. Bye-bye. Oh, 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 oh,
Oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh,